This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Kathleen Vaughn Hawkins. We're thinking about you, JJ. We love you, buddy. This podcast is brought to you by the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, this is Mick Foley, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. <laughs> boop, boop. What does that really mean? I think it says bang, bang. Oh, then you say it. Bang, bang. All right, that's good. <laughs> Welcome to Smart Mars. We, we had to find a kind of a dirty corner of the internet to, to discuss our CD interests. <laughs> In-depth analysis of the WWE. I... I, I make no apologies for this one. If you don't like wrestling, go fuck yourself. Pay-per-view results. Results from Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to be honest with you, I fast-forwarded. I always do. Rumors, fantasy booking, unbiased bitching, and much more. With your hosts, Matt Lees. He's Canadian, too. Did you invent him being Canadian? And the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Well, you know what? You could be the cunt that says his, uh... could say to you is that I am better than you. Sean, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of listening to it. Do you understand me? I am tired of listening to people like The Undertaker talk behind your back saying you couldn't get the job done. I am tired of people talking behind your back saying you're a failure. I am tired of people saying that on the way out You couldn't do it because you were never as good as you thought you were in the first place. That eats me up, Sean. Because I'm your best friend and I'm also the guy that believes with every fiber of his being that you are the greatest in-ring performer of all time. me. It pains me beyond measure to look at you as a loser.
thanks for that. I mean, here I was. I thought we had a problem. At WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, I know who's going to win. And I'll be right again. I'm sorry. The reason I know that is because I've been made the special referee. You understand something about me, John. Understand this. You strip away WrestleMania. You strip away the glitz, the glamour, the lights. You strip away Hollywood, the movies, the fame. You strip away the catchphrases. You strip away trending world. What? You strip it all away. Look at me. You strip it all if, away if, if at do, the Rock's core. What do you at got? The Rock's core. You strip it away. What the do you got? The Rock is six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds. A man that will rip your throat out. your core, you will always be a little boy who will go down in history always as the Rock's bitch. WrestleMania Countdown, four weeks. Your hosts, Matt Lees and the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Huzzah! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, for the week of March 5th, 2012. Monday Night Raw emanates from the TD Garden in Boston. It is only four weeks. That is 27 days away from WrestleMania 28. Fitzy, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for WrestleMania following this edition of Raw? Um, oh, God. If you, if you took the words away, following this edition of Raw away, I'm really up there at a 10. I'm very excited. However, yeah. this Raw brings you to a... It doesn't change my... Excitement for the show, for the pay-per-view. I just thought this week's was pretty shit. Not, sh not that's not. Uh, I'm going to be conflicted this week. <laughs> I think we might get to the bottom of it as we go along, but I just thought there was a lot wrong with it. All right, fair enough. See, for me, I enjoyed this week's more than I enjoyed last week's Raw. Okay. So I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the grand opening that got me right off the start because Michael Cole introduces the show. He's at ringside with Jerry the King Lawler. Of course, tonight, Teddy Long is the GM. John Laurinaitis has been outed for tonight. He'll take over SmackDown this week. But then, as we open Raw, the music hits the greatest entrance theme in WWE history, hands down. Stone Cold? No, not Stone Cold. His theme song is nowhere near as good as this guy's. Ladies and gentlemen, Raw opens this week with the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, making his day way down to the ring. Looking kind of uh, looking kind of strange these days. Old with his weird old man shimmy, as my friend Aiden calls it. Yeah, he's wa his ass is you know he's waddling funny and he's cross-eyed. It's, like it's like he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, I hope let's hope he is. Let's say that he is. Then and we, he is cross-eyed. Yeah, he is cross-eyed. It's really bad. actually I have a Shawn Michaels action figure here, uh, and it's cross-eyed. So they're obviously the newer yeah, ones. They're, they're, there was you thinking that was a production fault, but they're just really accurate. Yeah, exactly. I, that's great. I'm looking at it right now. Cross-eyed Shawn Michaels action figure. Great. So uh, they remind us again, of course, Teddy Long's in charge tonight. So it was his idea to bring Shawn Michaels out first. Shawn Michaels gets in the ring and thanks the crowd for giving him an HBK chant, basically because he's old and it allows him to catch his breath. <laughs> 
he is basically, of course, he's here to talk about Triple H versus The Undertaker. And he calls out Triple H, who walks down to the ring in his business suit. They give a big hug, and the crowd cheers for the hug. Isn't that cute? Oh, they hugged. Oh. It was so bad. This was the most drawn-out promo ever. It was just... Okay, I'm going to try and avoid the fact that I fucking hate Shawn Michaels, and it's not the greatest music ever. I hate it. By the way, Uh, we have had listener mail telling you to watch your mouth about HBK. I'm not going to watch my mouth about HBK. Feel free to hate me, and I apologize. (laughs) I don't. I don't mean to step on anyone's toes. It's just. It's just my personal truth, yo. Fair enough. Yeah, you 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 preach that personal truth, Rev. Um, I, I'm going to avoid the fact that I don't like the guy, um, both in, in ring and, and behind the scenes. But it was so drawn out. I mean, it was so obvious the whole time. It was like, just get to the fact that he said, just get to the fact that he accepted the match because he was afraid that he's not as good as you. And it was so drawn out and so drawn out and just went on and on and on. And Shawn Michaels with that fucking trying to be coy about it. I was like, what could have possibly made you change your mind? Yes, that's what he said. Go ahead. Just went on and on and on and on. And I just wanted them to get to the point where either A, it was going to be a triple threat or B, he'd be a special guest referee. It was so obvious and so needlessly drawn out. Yeah, so while he was drawing it out, Michael said things like, I took every cheap shot in the book to get you to accept that match. I thought of every dirty trick. I called you a coward. And back in the day, nobody called Triple H a coward. So I wonder, what changed your mind? (laughs) I didn't see Raw last week. Maybe we should call up the video. So, of course, like... Uh, Maybe I, I, I should have watched my T-Vote version of it before I stood in front of thousands. Yes, you... Yeah, I'm not, I was almost going to call him a stupid motherfucker, but I take it back. <laughs> so, they replayed the video, essentially, which was, of course, when Undertaker said, you know, you're just not accepting this match because you're afraid to admit that you can't do what Sean couldn't do because Sean was always better than you, which caused Triple H to remove his jacket because that's what he does when he's angry these days. He takes that's, his jacket that's off. That's me serious, yo. When he's serious time, he takes his jacket off. He then accepts the match, but wants it to be hell in a cell. Uh, as they come back to the live ring with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, I don't know if you noticed this as well, but the makeup that was caked on Triple H, did you notice how thick that shit was? No, because I couldn't find a high-def copy on time this week, and I was really rabid to watch it, so I watched some piece-of-shit standard def. Yeah, well, he had massive makeup all over his face, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know, sometimes I think they forget the HD cameras are out there, you know? Yeah. Kind of like Miz's terrible tan that he had at Rumble or <laughs> Chamber, whatever it was. Um, that was hilarious. Yeah, it pretty was. Uh, then they get a triple threat chant from the crowd chanting, triple threat, triple, which I'm thinking, please, God, do not make this a triple threat match. No. Uh, then there's a chance of Sean is better. Sean is better. Um, then basically... Triple H says, Sean, I did it because I'm tired of people bad-mouthing you. I'm tired of people saying you weren't as good as you thought you were. I believe you are the greatest of all time, and now it hurts me to see you as a loser. (laughs) To which the crowd goes, ooh. He's got an arm off. (laughs) (laughs) He called him a loser. It's so so non-PG. I know. (laughs) Uh, my favorite part was he goes on to say, I'm going to end the streak, and I'm going to do it for you, buddy. I thought they were going to kiss after that. <laughs> yeah. they made no sense whatsoever. Like it, The logic of that is, is so flawed. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for me so that you 
who couldn't do it will bask in my i don't know reflective glory <laughs> yeah it doesn't make it doesn't make much sense to do something that they want to do for them hey you know that girl you've wanted to have sex with since school well <laughs> i'm totally gonna fuck her and i'm gonna do it for you buddy exactly it's the exact same thing yeah your friend wouldn't say thanks man your friend would say you bastard I can jerk off and vicariously be with her. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of that, uh, basically, (laughs) HBK says, you got your nice suit on. Oh, yeah, you got this. You're going to take care of this. I know who will win, and I know I'm going to be right again. And then Shawn Michaels does what I lovingly call the Columbo exit. Do you remember the TV show Columbo? (laughs) One more thing. Exactly, because he always, he'd walk away, just uh, one more question. So that's his wife, Teddy Long, in this analogy? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Teddy Long's always saying to me, <laughs> That's a great Columbo. That's a great Peter Falk, by the way. I, I pride myself on my Fox. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes to leave, and then he comes back and says, Oh, yeah, the reason I know who's going to win is because I've been made the special referee. Boosh. Booyah. In the least, um, the secretive twist, I think, of the night. It was going to be one or the other. Yes. Now, question number or comment number one about this is one: Why does a Hell in a Cell match need a, re- a special referee? He would just get in the way. It's very confusing to me. Exactly. Two: Why does a Hell in a Cell match between the Undertaker and Triple H need a guy who's out of shape and can hardly walk? Undertaker. <laughs> well, yes. Another. So let me let me reiterate. Another guy. Why does this match need a third guy who can't walk? <laughs> I, or, I'm glad you already leaped over the second one. <laughs> you knew I was coming with it. Yeah, this is going to be a terrible match. Um, I don't know if they're re- if they're willing to make each other bleed for our amusement. It might be fun, which they won't um, be because Hillary Clinton or Hil- Hillary Clinton. Holy shit! Uh, Linda mean, Linda McMahon is running for office again, right? You mean um. Oh God! What's his name? The the bad guy from Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. British actor. He's in Ronan. Yes, I'm with you, but I don't know his name. Well, that, that, he looks like Linda McMahon. Basically, if they ever made a movie about her, he'd play her. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she's running for office, which is why we won't get blood at Mania. That's my prediction. I'm also okay. going to predict for you the ending of the match. Would you like me to do that? Uh, it's either one of two things. Shawn Michaels either chips Triple H to keep the streak or he teams up with Triple H as DX to kill the streak. Right. Yeah, exactly. So either and either way, Undertaker's going to win this match. So either Undertaker beats DX single-handedly or the more likely scenario is HBK is going to deliver a super kick to Triple H and Undertaker's going to win. Um, do you think he might do a double twist where he, you know, turns on Undertaker first and then as Triple H is about to go for a pin or something, he just gives him a pedigree and then he stands up and super kick or do you think it'll just be straight up twist? I think if anything, he'll give Triple H a super kick, Triple H will lose and then as Undertaker celebrates, Michaels will give Undertaker a super kick. Michaels can't fucking faggy super kick the Undertaker in his moment of victory. I don't know. I think he might. Aesthetically, that would look ridiculous. It's going to look ridiculous anyway, this match. It's an outdoor arena with hell in the cell. I don't know where the fuck the the cell's going to come from. And at least two of these guys can't walk anymore. So it's going to be wicked. Yeah, yeah, it's at the, the Sun Life Arena in Miami. <laughs> they could chop her in. Yeah, so the the big, uh, I hope they chop her in. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Uh, and Stone Cold is, is fucking piloting. <laughs> yeah, and he crashes it. But they're, 
on purpose. Yeah. They have. I don't know how they're going to do this because the outdoor arena setup. They get the light rigs and the things above the ring. So I don't know where this cell is going to come from. I don't know where it's going to be mounted. I heard uh, a former referee talking in an interview, and he said that that cell takes at least forty minutes to set up. They can't, and obviously, it's not going to be the last match. No, unless it's, unless it's situated somewhere else in the the arena, I don't know. It's hard to judge uh, unless they open WrestleMania with it, which we would be the worst call ever. But logistically, it makes sense. For any other reason, it makes no sense at all. But logistically, it would make sense to have the match first because then they could tear the ring, to, uh, tear the cell down. But who knows? I guess we're not going to find out until April first. They're, they're not going to have the streak before the fucking Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan, though. Uh, I fucking hope or, not. Or Big Show versus fucking. Cody. Uh, I, what do we know? What do we know, Fitzy? We're just fans, I guess. We're mere marks. That's right. Mere smart marks. Thank you very much. Uh, they announced a video clip. Uh, they announced Rock and Cena are going to confront tonight. They also announced our main event as World Heavyweight Champion Daniel Bryan teams up with Y2J Chris Jericho to take on WWE Champion CM Punk and... Seamus? Yeah. I, I didn't hear I didn't hear it. Yeah, this is where you oh, come um, in and plug Seamus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Taking on the team of CM Punk, the WWE champion, and The Great White Seamus, hailing from Cabra in Dublin. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, fella. Who punches his chest and goes, Fella Because he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I think he's actually shouting Leia. Leia? I think he's shouting fella. Maybe, but he does shout different things because he he does say brogue and he and stuff. Anyway, do you know brogue kick is like Irish for foot kick or shoe kick? I mean, that's all it which is. Makes, which brogue is like a shoe, yeah. That's wicked. <laughs> I can imagine Michael Cole, Michael Cole going, "Oh, and there's this big finisher, the shoe kick. He <laughs> kicked him with his shoe, Lawler." I have to say, I'm a big big fan of that white noise move. Yeah, is that the punching the chest? No, it's the one. Fuck you. It's <laughs> <laughs> Everything he does is white noise, isn't it? <laughs> Go suck your born again cockeyed fuckers cock. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what? Sorry, Fitzy. What's white noise? What is that move? It's the one. It's it's. How would I describe it? It's like he he holds them, um, a kind of a reverse world's strongest slam hold like he's about to power slam them but it's on his back instead of his front and then he just kind of jumps and lands on their neck shoulders and head hmm it looks really dangerous <laughs> like like you know could potentially end someone's career if it was even slightly misjudged yes which makes it fun to watch that's like when he ended the career of jamie noble on the outside of the ring when he first came in did he ruin Jamie Noble? Yeah, he gave him that like razor's edge type move. And yet you that's the Celtic Cross. Right. And and yet you don't love Seamus? Well, he's alright, but he fucked up Jamie Noble, man. And yet you don't love Seamus? <laughs> he's he's, he's alright. He's alright. <laughs> Jamie Noble was shit. <laughs> hey sir, I will not let you badmouth Jamie Noble. Are we talking about the same dude? The guy was like a little hick? Yeah, yeah. I'm totally just fucking with you. Ago. I'm totally <laughs> just fucking with you. Yeah, fuck Jamie Noble. I thought you were going to be like, I saw him on the independent circuit and you don't know. He's my friend. I refereed a match with him once. You watch your mouth. He let me suck his... T- I mean... <laughs> he bought me... He bought me chicken at... What's it called? <laughs> fuck. Chick-fil-A. Damn it. <laughs> I tried to make an inside, inside, inside joke and I fucked it up for myself. And then you explained it, which made it funnier. <laughs> exactly. All right, so... Speaking of hilarious, best part of Raw tonight was Jack Swagger's new haircut. 
again i didn't know oh god yeah i did it's kind of combed to the side yeah what the fuck is going on it looks it looks like it looks like ziggler maybe spunked in his hair beforehand yeah and he just just kind of do a quick hair surgery absolutely well jack swagger comes down with vicky guerrero because he is going to defend the united states championship against that's my best attempt at doing Morella's music. It's pathetic. <laughs> That's right. Santino Morella comes down. Uh, Michael Cole likes to tell us that this is just blatant favoritism by Teddy Long, giving his assistant on SmackDown a title shot. God damn it, Cole. Yeah, Johnny Ace comes down with the black Howdy Doody, and uh, basically the match has started, and Howdy Doody tries to distract, uh, t- tries to distract, I guess, somebody. My notes are really bad right now because my pencil died in the middle um, of the notes. He just... He- I think he tried to distract the ref. Yes. No good reason whatsoever. Right. And then Dolph Ziggler hits Santino. Oh, yeah. While still wearing his pink um, bum cover. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Why uh, doesn't he wear the t-shirt? I mean, no one's going to buy the fucking thing if I can't even read it. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I still don't know what it says, and he's been wearing it a month. Yeah. Um, who knows? <laughs> so, uh, basically, then Teddy Long comes down with Kofi Kingston and Aksana. Uh, they're going to hang out at ringside, and of course, they they, they do more for the storyline of Teddy Long versus Johnny Ace at WrestleMania. They get into a little bit of an argument leading into the break. They come back. There is Bedlam at ringside. Everybody's fighting everywhere, and out of nowhere, Santino gets the pinfall and wins the United States Championship. Which was awesome. Which was great. But of course, immediately I said, even on my note, I wrote, Santino wins title, dot, 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 because I knew Ace was going to come in and reverse it. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Ace tries to come in and reverse the decision, but basically because Teddy Long's in charge of Raw tonight, he has him removed by security. Which means that Santino will most likely lose it again in SmackDown. Yeah, sadly. I was hoping, I actually wrote down that maybe this means Santino gets a WrestleMania moment. Maybe he gets to defend his belt at Mania in like a Fatal 4-Way or something. That'd be cool. I mean, he'll lose it, obviously, but... I mean, he's very popular at the moment. Yeah, like The crowd love him. Yeah, the crowd went buck wild when he won this. They went crazy. As loud as they were when Zack Ryder won the belt. And and look how much they care about him now. (laughs) Oh, Zack Ryder. He's going to come up later on in the episode, folks, if you're interested in Zack Ryder. Uh, we go from Santino's celebration in the ring where he's doing the blowhorn, whatever the fuck it is, with Teddy Long and Kofi Kingston it's and Oksana. trombone. Trombone. All right. All right. <laughs> blowhorn sounds so seedy. Maybe that's what I was trying to do. Maybe I was just trying to be dirty. No. I well, wasn't. you succeeded, sir. Thank you very much. We get the first rock video, which is Rock's History Lesson number one. Now, as soon as the crowd realizes this was a video, they started to boo. <laughs> so... They're, they're- they're not particularly fond of rock via satellite these days. No, they're not. Uh, ba- this was a surprisingly funny video, though. Basically, The Rock is standing in front of the Boston Harbor, of course, the famous spot of the tea party. He made fun of some British people in here. I don't know how I felt about that. I know how I felt about that. And? I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way as when I heard the new Assassin's Creed game is going to be set in the American Revolution, so I get to kill a lot of redcoats. Yeah, you got everyone's excited about the new uh, Assassin's Creed. Well, yeah, but mine was particularly um, jingoistic and xenophobic, if you will, in nature. Because you want to kill Americans? No, silly. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always ruin everything I say? <laughs> that's that's our that's our dichotomy, man. I'm the gorilla monsoon to your Bobby the Brain Heenan. Remember? I I got really 
But I know this is like way after the fact, but I got really bummed out when I Googled Gorilla Monsoon recently and found out how fucking young he was when he died. Yeah, it's sad, man. He's only like 62. I know. If any of you are listening and you don't know who Gorilla Monsoon is, first off, you're, you're, you're a cunt. <laughs> Second off, go find another podcast. Third, he was, what would you say, second greatest announcer of all time right after JR? Um, to me, they're equally as good. They just remind me of different eras. Yeah, that's... I, I think the voices are just as... Um, it's like uh, it's like uh, Bill McLaren versus John Motson for me. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I like that. Um, of course, when Gorilla Monsoon passed away, they renamed the main area behind the stage where the wrestlers prepare to go out. That is now called the Gorilla Position. That is named that way as a tribute to Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I'm pretty cool, you know. See, just cut me a little bit of credit. I got some cool <laughs> shit in my brain. <laughs> in my head end. <laughs> in my bell end. All right. So, it's a surprisingly funny video. Basically, The Rock has a table full of John Cena junk and throws stuff one by one into the bay. Cena shirts. He says he's got transvestite Wonder Woman wristbands. He says he's got a John Cena garden gnome. And he says... That what? was pretty funny. It was. What fourth dimension of hell did this come from? There's a man in his 30s or 40s with this in his garden. And he's a virgin. Cue a shot of a child laughing, I noticed. Yeah, a child and his uh, dad, and they were laughing their asses off. <laughs> They're talking about something I could never speak to you about, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he throws an alarm clock into the water saying, imagine waking up to this face. He throws a <laughs> pair of midget shorts into the water. And The Rock is actually giggling his way through this promo. He's actually laughing in this video. He's having a good time. You can, you can tell he's enjoying the shit out of himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He says, look, they actually make Cena cologne. Let me smell what it smells like. Oh yeah, it smells like fear, fruity pebbles, and possum piss. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Where's the PG, Rock? Where's the PG? Just that's saying. What I was, that, that, that's what I was wondering about. I mean, they can say possum piss and 40-year-old virgin and um, other such things and like talk about his balls and his cock and yet... They can't have blood at WrestleMania. <laughs> I know it's get it gets. There's another shot of non PG comments from The Rock later as well. Maybe you know exactly which one I'm alluding to, but we'll get there. Yep. Um, that was great, by the way. I laughed pretty hard. Um, so Rock does his little video. We come back to the ring because we have a Divas match. Fast forward. Uh, I I only I didn't fast forward the very beginning because I wanted to take a look at Kelly Kelly. How are you doing, she, Kelly she Kelly? She was looking fine. Oh my God, she's so hot. Yeah, she was looking damn good. We're going to take a moment here with the listeners at home to pause just for a second for Kelly Kelly. We call it the spank moment. All right, I'm back. <laughs> okay, so. Did you feel relieved? Eve Some, versus, somewhat empty. <laughs> yeah, somewhat empty and kind of hungry. Eve versus Alicia Fox. So I fast-forwarded until the point where you see Eve win, and then you see Zack Ryder come out. So I rewinded it just so I could hear the beginning. Zack Ryder comes out sporting his brand-new T-shirt. He comes all and the way his, out. Sorry, go. And his, and his, let's not forget, broken back and neck. Yes, but he's only got a pimp cane now. No more uh, wheelchair. Let me say that again. Broken back and neck. Yes, but he's all right now. <laughs> he's cool now. He's just walking around now. It's like in so, fucking Dallas when nobody actually really died. So Zack Ryder is, in fact, part Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> and if you fuck with the Wolverine, you get the cheesy catchphrase. Because yeah. he comes out and all he says is, I'm glad we didn't hook up because Broskis versus Hoskis. Woo, Yay! woo, woo. You know it. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, remember when you loved me and then you forgot I existed? 
That's it. That's that section. We then see John Cena sitting in an empty arena, and they say, when we come back, we're going to talk to John Cena, who sat in this very arena by himself earlier today. Very exciting. Uh, it was terrible. I know. Eve now chases Zack Ryder into the back, and she says, Zack, I want to talk to you. Gives him a big kiss, and then he's not mad anymore. Which, yeah, completely uh, deflated anything that he even had resembling uh, following like when he first came out, when he came out and said that, and then she just smacks the gob on him, as yeah. he would say. What he should have done is he should have turned, spat, and said, tastes like Cena's spunk. <laughs> But I guess that wouldn't be PG, and unless you're The Rock, you can't break the PG rule. True. Uh, well, we get a recap that HBK is going to ref the end of an era match at WrestleMania. They've now referred to it as the end of the era match twice. So I have a feeling this is going to be in the this is going to be in all of it leading up to it. So you think they're are they going to officially announce some sort of retirement versus streak thing? I I I think they will, and if they don't, they're still just going to keep calling it end of an era, and they just won't explain why it's end of an era. <laughs> well, okay. You know how they you know they do these angles all the time, and then they don't explain anything. I love they say that I love that the fact that they say that they're the last of a dying breed, like last of the attitude era, and yet Mark Henry is still quietly plying his trade. <laughs> and so is Jericho, and <laughs> you know. Well, no, Mark Henry's been consistently there though. Yeah, that's true. Consistently buried, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he's far too he's far too big and strong to be treated this way. Absolutely. I mean, I feel the same way about Big Show. I don't think these guys should be on TV every week. Back in the day, Andre the Giant was a monster because it was territories. It wasn't on TV all the time, so you didn't get to see Andre that often. He didn't wrestle every week. Of course. So when you did see him, you were like, "Look at the size of this motherfucker." But now with Big Show and Mark Henry, they're on TV all the time in squash matches, no less. So how are we supposed to be all like, oh, shit, Mark Henry's about to fuck somebody up? No, he's and not. He's going to lose. And they have idiots like Greg Kali losing easily because he's just incapable of putting on a match at all. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck the Great Khali was doing back. But he wasn't on Raw this week. That's a bonus. That is always a good thing. Poor, poor Great Khali. I if, think he was on SmackDown. I can't remember. I fell asleep watching SmackDown. As I always do, my friend. <laughs> so now we pop over to Cena sitting in an empty arena pre-recorded. Uh, he basically talks about how at WrestleMania there will be champions crowned, moments made, eras ended, and legends remembered. But nobody is going to remember second place. Rock has done everything. He is the greatest of all time. He then gives us an NFL Super Bowl analogy, comparing the Patriots going 18 games undefeated and then losing in the final to the Giants. He basically says nobody remembers second place. Pardon my ignorance, um, but it might be because it's not where he was from, but doesn't that also mean that the New York Giants had 18 games undefeated and then won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know how that. I don't really know how NFL works, to be honest with you. I don't know if whether the Patriots were on a winning streak before the playoffs, and that's why they had a higher number. So it doesn't work like an FA Cup where it's continuously knockout. No, it must not, because otherwise the yeah, you're right. Otherwise they both have an undefeated streak. But yeah. maybe the Giants went seven undefeated or something. I know the Patriots okay. went a big chunk of the season without being beaten. Okay. But that's about all I know about uh, NFL. So if you're listening at home and you are an NFL fan, stop screaming at your iPod. We can't hear you. <laughs> uh, Cena then says, this is why it's so important that I win. WrestleMania 28 is once in a lifetime. It's my legacy. And then he stares at the WrestleMania sign. He just looks at it. How you doing? He says to the WrestleMania sign. Look you look good today. You looking good, girl. Shit. Did you get a little bit of a vibe? Um... 
Stone Cold WrestleMania 17 lead up vibe to that. I know it, was, it wasn't as good, but the you know the one and you know I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more than you can ever imagine. Yeah, it's very very similar, isn't it? And then you get the turn. You wonder is uh, are they are they maybe leading that up to, to you know to be the same thing? Maybe seen it turns heel in Miami. Yeah, possible. I mean, I don't know. I still think they're wasting time trying to heal out Cena because it was his hometown tonight and he still got a little bit booed. And there's no way in Miami he's going to be the babyface. There's just no way. So they don't. I don't think they have to waste their time. Originally, I thought they did. I thought, you know, you got to put a lot of work into this to make sure Cena's the heel. But Cena's going to be the heel anyway, so they don't have to waste their time and affect their merchandising after WrestleMania. No, no way this guy gets cheered. There's just no way. I but he, the last time they were in Boston, he got booed more than he did uh, last week. Like was the last time when Mick Foley did the "This Is Your Life." Yeah, I think so. And they but they booed got, that because that segment was shit. Yeah, but he got booed more vigorously that night. Uh, he did get some cheers tonight, like definitely. We'll, we'll talk about it when you come, when you come up to it. But he did get a better reaction this time than last time. Yeah, he definitely did. So that's uh, basically he does his little spiel, stares at the WrestleMania sign. How you doing? And then we go back to the ring because it's time for our main event match. Which feels kind of early, considering they called it a main event. Um, it was. Y2J and the world heavyweight champion Daniel Bryan taking on the WWE champion CM Punk and... Sheamus! That was me and my doing my impression of white noise. <laughs> uh, so, Punk enters the ring. We get a recap video of Jericho jumping his ass last week. Sheamus comes out, punching his chest and yells, Fella, I think. Fella! Lisa didn't come out to fucking. Ow, ow, Sean! I think I'm cute. Dan in it. I know I'm no sexy. Dan in it. I got the looks. Dan in it. No? He doesn't know what looks he has because he can't look anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. That's why uh, Triple H didn't accept last week. Not because he didn't want to, but because he was confused as to where he should be looking at Sean when he's talking to him. <laughs> He thought he was talking to somebody in the crowd. Why does he yeah. want this guy over there to fight Undertaker so bad? The guy's not even a professional wrestler. Sean, you're losing it. It's <laughs> uh, not Triple H, Sean. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're fucked up again. Um, as Y2J comes out, I notice that his light bright jacket is, seems to be losing battery power. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't give him spares. No, they're just fucking... As soon as batteries die, the angle's over. And what do then, you think what do you think? I'm a billionaire, damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, Michael Cole then asks us to tweet with best in the world for who we think is the best in the world. So what I want our listeners on Twitter to do is to go Smart Marks Podcast, hashtag best in the world. Do that yeah. for us, please. It'd that be nice. Work. It'd be nice of you. Basically, the heels kicked the shit out of Punk for a while. Um, I didn't get much detail on the match. The match wasn't really that great. It wasn't, but it had some... Um, the one thing that actually worried me for Seamus' health was the running double... Basically, running two-footed tackle, if you're a football fan. And I mean proper football, not hand egg. Um, soccer, as the Americans would call it. No, it's hand um, egg. Sorry? Yeah, it's it's hand egg and it's football for the Americans Of course, of course, yes. of course. But the, the, the running two-footed tackle that Daniel Bryan did on Seamus outside the ring looked like it almost killed Seamus. <laughs> it's, it's like, he, that dude needs to learn to pull his fucking kicks. <laughs> yeah. It was vicious. Daniel Bryan's pretty vicious. Even his kicks when he has somebody like on their knees and he's kicking them in the sides. Yeah. Those kicks are lethal. It's like, dude, this isn't UFC. <laughs> yeah. So after all the match, uh, Jericho eventually rolls up Punk and gets the victory. Punk loses. Jericho gets a pinfall over the champion. 
a fair, uh, an okay match, I guess. Um, it's cool. It's cool that Jericho got the win, and then he gets to play with the belt a little bit, which I always like when the challenger takes the champion's belt and just goes, "This is gonna be mine. This is gonna be mine." But it won't. No, I don't think it will either. Uh, then we get <laughs> Rock's history lesson number dos. Numero dos. He's standing in front of a statue of Paul Revere, and he says, "What if Paul Revere was replaced by John Cena?" They would have shot him on sight for his stupid outfit. He then talks about building a time machine, traveling back to the past. He makes a reference to the flux capacitor. I'm all right with that. Was it also maybe because he was wearing his red shirt? Yes. They specifically had him in a red shirt as opposed to having a bust of him in the um, rise above Haywin, obviously being a reference to the English. Yeah, they did. I think it was pretty clever that they picked the red. Yeah. Uh, he then, this was my favorite part of the night, I think. He then says the women of Boston are going to line up to give me a Boston cream pie. That was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> now, which I think, I think seeing as you're a reverend, you should be the one to explain what a cream pie is for the listeners who may not know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Let me just clarify again. The Rock said the women of Boston want to line up to give me a Boston cream pie. <laughs> well, cream pie is um, essentially without getting too explicit, finishing inside the lady. <laughs> you, you didn't make that vulgar at all. I was really thinking you were going to go gross. No. You know, bring somebody, bring somebody's mum into this and, you know. Oh, what, Degsies? <laughs> oh, I wasn't saying Degsies, but, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, well, yeah, yeah, I don't know how that's PG, but The Rock basically said these women want to let me finish inside them. Yeah. Uh, a queue of them. A, a lineup of them, yes. He must he must have a bit of backup there. Yes. He also he then sings a song, which I don't remember, but it finished with Jabroni. It was um it was a Oh, you mean the the, the it was ah, what's the fucking Yankee Doodle Dandy. Right. And he finishes with kick his ass oh, Jabroni. Emma Jabroni, yeah. That was, it wasn't bad. Rock no, was, stuck the feather up his ass and called him a jabroni. Was that's right? Song. Stuck a feather up his ass and called him a jabroni. To which, which was the, pretty, which was pretty funny as well. Yeah, and the crowd went fucking nuts. They did. It's perfectly evident, though, however, that the Rock is much better when he's pre-recorded than he is when he's in the ring. I, th- which wasn't the case previously. I think he's lost his edge hugely. So. Yes, uh, I mean it's he, he, this 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 lead up in the last month has been fucking awful. Anytime he's in the ring, and I'll, again I'll talk about it when we're talking about him in the ring, it just falls flat. It's like a a malfunctioning firework. Next up on Monday Night Raw, we go from the Rock's latest video to the Miz versus the Big Show. Um, I, I me wrote, fast forwarding. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. Who cares? Yeah, I'd feel bad for both of them, but no one cared. That was that was more of a get a beer match than the Divas match because at least they had the they had Kelly Kelly coming on to be uh, guest commentary. Oh, and she's so hot. But but the, I mean that's at least what you had to you could at least look at her coming out and you know perv on her for a bit. That's doesn't right. Doesn't really work with Miz and the Big Show. No, it doesn't. For the record, you've ruined her entrance theme for me. Why? You made the joke about if Aaron ever comes on this show with us, we use Kelly Kelly's song as his entrance. <laughs> to which I said, no, no, don't ruin Kelly Kelly for me. What do you think happens now when I hear the Kelly Kelly theme song? Hello, hello. I think of fucking Aaron. A guy I don't even know. Aaron? I don't even, I've never met him. I've never spoken to him. He pops into my head when the Kelly Kelly song comes on. Thanks for that, Fitzy. I would just like to point out that you said when I hear the Kelly Kelly music, I think of fucking Aaron. 
Okay, let me reiterate that. I fucking think of Aaron. Is that better? No, I preferred the first one. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Everyone's going to know now. <laughs> this is all just a ruse. This isn't a wrestling podcast. This is my way to get into Aaron's pants. No one knows episodes haven't gone online. <laughs> That's true. I just keep backdating them. Hey, uh, we've been doing this for like a month now. When are the episodes going to go up? Ah, they'll be going up soon. Don't worry. <laughs> How's that Aaron guy doing? Does he want to come on yet? <laughs> He's looking good. <laughs> I, I can imagine you know, rubbing your thighs. <laughs> That's not my thigh I'm rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Clydesdale in you. <laughs> oh, the Clydesdale reference. Um, basically, the uh, all they did this match for was to confirm that at the, the WrestleMania, it will be Cody Rhodes defending the Intercontinental Championship against the Big Show. To which I say, really? Yeah. Wouldn't it be a way better match to have Miz versus Cody Rhodes for the Intercontinental title? Because at least then you'd be uh, there'd be some sort of um, surprise as to the outcome. Exactly. No way Big Show wins the Intercontinental title. No, it doesn't fit on him. <laughs> exactly. He can't wear the belt. He can't have a giant as the IC champ. No, you can't. Cody Rhodes interrupts this match as the Miz slides out of the ring, and Cody plays yet another one of his clips. It's another embarrassing Big Show WrestleMania moment. This one shows us WrestleMania 18 from a place close to my heart, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, but Big Show wasn't at WrestleMania in Toronto. He was at the New York restaurant. Uh, the WWE used to have a restaurant in New York City. WWE New York, or The World, as it was later called. Wow. So then he walks around with them, those people basically saying, Yeah, WrestleMania! Woo! WrestleMania! I'm surprised they showed that since they seem to have brushed the fact that they had that spot uh, under the carpet. It was one of my dreams once to watch a, a pay-per-view there and get absolutely shit-faced, but it never came to be. Sons of bitches. I know. Sons of bitches. Uh, Miz, Miz tries to take advantage of the distraction, um, but a Big Show turns it around and squashes Miz within a few seconds with the knockout punch. WMD, please. Oh, yeah, sorry. The weapon, the weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> or Fat Man's Fist. <laughs> Uh, Way fat man fist. I'm giving Miz the Paul Orndorff Award this year. Um, I, I know that name, but I'm drawing a blank. Well, basically, Paul Orndorff was part of the main event at WrestleMania 1. Okay. And he wasn't even on the card at WrestleMania 2. Okay, fair enough. So, Miz, congratulations. You did win something. You won the Paul Orndorff Award from the Smart Marks podcast. <laughs> congratulations, you son of a bitch. That's a... Uh do be a questionable title. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, another Rock video. This time he promises the Rock Revolution. This video wasn't quite as good. He did his whole boots to asses, my size 15 boot up your candy ass thing. My favorite part was when he did his finish, his if you smell, a bus drove, sorry, a bus drove by in the background. Yeah, I think it was more of a, a, a truck. Yeah, that's a great. Because you know Vince was like, God damn it, get that truck out of my shot. <laughs> I'm a billionaire, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they then show a video, a clip saying next week, HBK and The Undertaker will face off. And kiss. Face to face. With lips. With lips on balls. <laughs> then there's another squash match. What a fucking waste of time this was. Our truth comes down to take on Kane. And why are they ruining our truth? At the I moment, know. Again, the, the guy's so good on the mic, and he gets such great crowd reactions. And yet, they've been just ever since the elimination chamber, they've done nothing with him. Nothing. The only good part of this match he was be a great mid carder to come out, say a few words, make the audience laugh, have a decent match. He should be going for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, not big. Big shows are a waste of time. Again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
The only cool part was they did the old school, the 90s style video or the interview video as he's walking to the ring and he kind of pops up in the corner with a little video clip. <laughs> that was funny. And he's just talking and then all of a sudden he just goes, wait a minute, who am I who talking, I'm to? talking to? And he <laughs> stares into the camera to which Michael Cole says, what's wrong with this guy? To which everyone else says, God damn it, Cole. God damn it, Michael Cole. I fucking hate you. I love that. I, I only learned of the GDIC um, uh, posters that have dotted the arenas recently. God damn it, Cole. <laughs> it's, it's the guy who does, uh, I think it's called Wrestling Roundup. Um, or maybe it's not God damn it, Cole. Oh, and um, it's something else. Is it uh, Shut It, Cole? No, no, I'll try and find it. It's the guy who does the IGN Wrestling Roundup um, art. Um, article every week or so it's pretty damn funny right but uh fuck i can't remember now i'll try and find it out for later yes and speaking of signs if you're ever attending a wwe television televised event and you want to take a sign that says smart marks podcast we'd be all right with that right i'd be well okay with that could you imagine <laughs> watching an episode of raw and seeing a sign that says smart marks i'd probably die <laughs> i'd probably die too the show would be done yeah the show's over because we both we both died <laughs> just dropped dead in front of the television <laughs> uh, speaking of drop dead Kane comes out He's going to take on R-Truth The match was a squash Kane wins uh, Randy Orton runs down Because they've now announced Have they officially announced The match for Mania Or are they just teasing it uh, Well I mean, it's obvious Yeah it's pretty obvious So Orton, to be back. Orton Depends on you ask Orton Yeah exactly Orton comes down After Kane wins Delivers an RKO Grabs the mic and says It's good to be back Good to be back That's the one yeah, whoop. He bores the shit out of me. He really does. Yeah, Orton is another one who is in danger of getting a Paul Orndorff award because he has fallen off big style. Randy Orton? Yes. I think it's just because of the injuries. I think they're... He, I mean, I don't know why, but he does get huge pops. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it's just because he's been... He's, I mean, he's been kind of pretty much injured since his feud with Wade Barrett about two months ago when they pretended he was thrown down the stair. Yeah, that's true. He's been boring, however, since... For years. Yes, well, since he did, I think it was 2009, they did the whole angle where he was trying to basically harass Triple H's family. And okay. he did he did this thing where he handcuffed Triple H to the ropes. Then I think he gave an RKO to Stephanie, rolled her over and kissed her on the lips in front of Triple H. As you do. As you do. At least he didn't teabag her. Yeah. But I would have. <laughs> just boop it, boop it, boop it. Those are my balls in your mouth. Those are my... Although she'd probably, she'd probably be a biter. Yeah, and you do not want to fight Stephanie McMahon. No. She would kick your ass, sir. And bite your balls. Yes. Just rip... FYI, it's, it's GDYC, goddamn you, Cole. Nice, goddamn you, Cole. And there's people around, the, you'll see people with the, the signs dotted around arenas. Hashtag, goddamn you, Cole. Yep. Um, so, now we're on to, I guess, what they're assume, what they're referring to as their main event of the night. Because John Cena comes to the ring, John Cena asks, what is The Rock really saying? I told him exactly my problem and what I'll do about it. He's obsessed with breakfast cereal, talking about his Clydesdale, or whatever he calls his penis, and how many girls he's had sex with. Wait, am I fighting The Rock, or am I fighting the situation? He's close to a midlife crisis. He, he, all he needs is, what is he, buy a Ferrari or something? To yeah, make he's just got to buy a Ferrari, and then he can complete his midnight, midlife crisis. They wasted 20 minutes last week with hashtag whatever. He didn't sound like The Rock. He sounded like Rain Man. Ooh, snap. 
That was pretty funny. <laughs> Rock got shook by a guy with no balls and transvestite wristbands. <laughs> but tonight, his video, it looked like he had his University of Miami swagger back. Not that Boston College, because that would mean headstands and headbutts. Ke- keg stands and headbutts. Keg stands and headbutts, yeah. yeah. Keg stands and headbutts. That's why we do it here, or whatever. That's how we do it. Best work Rocky has done is via satellite and pre-taped. He shouldn't come down here, but I need him to come down here because I need to know who's going to show up at WrestleMania. Is it the guy wasting time talking about Chinese food, or is it the greatest of all time? And that, to which I replied to myself, no, John, you're not playing against Stone Cold. <laughs> oh, your Stone Cold crush is cute. It's fucking... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Rock's music hits... And Cena dances in the ring a little bit, which I don't like. I know it's an angle, but I don't like it. Cena danced? Yeah, like when the, if you smell, he's kind of bopping around in the ring and waving at the crowd and sticking his hands in the air. Shut the fuck up. I don't remember that. Yeah. I must attention. You can see it in the video screen behind Rock as Rock walks down. You can kind of see what Cena's doing in the ring. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, I see. Crowd goes nuts for him, sort of. He doesn't have any writing on his wrist this time, but uh, <laughs> Cena does. There's no way he could have. No, Cena no, doesn't. Cena writes it later. Oh, does he? He writes it after. Okay. Yep. Rock says that Cena is scared. He's petrified. To which there's a chant from the crowd of Tooth Fairy. Which is pretty funny. I have to admit, though, it took me, it took Cena clarifying what they were saying for me to know. Yeah, me as well. I was thinking, what? Tooth tux, Fairy? Yeah. What? Tooth Fairy? That's wicked. Uh, Rock says, at your core. You're a little boy, or first he starts by saying, at my core, I'm six foot four, 260 pounds of man that'll rip your throat out. It's, uh, I mean, it just didn't do it for me whatsoever. Uh, again, when he came, when he came out live and started saying shit like that, and that 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 hand gesture of his really annoys me now. The one where he puts his hand down as if to shut you up. Yeah, that's getting very almost kind of presidential, or you know like a politician trying to explain something to a crowd yeah it's, it's getting very douchebaggery absolutely and it just it, it isn't working for me his, uh, none of his life stuff has worked in this month no not I at think, all I think he's lost it did he lose a rider or something or does he just not have what it takes anymore in front of a live crowd it's hard to say because his first promo back last year was outstanding it was it was great and then but even at Mania he wasn't that good no so well, nothing of mania last year was no it really wasn't um he says at your core cena you're a little boy who will always be the rock's bitch that's getting old too yeah and then he turns around and walks away cena has now written on his arm six foot four 260 pounds <sighs> cena yeah. then go sorry go ahead which was funny, I thought. I mean, it does it does warrant a, a, you know a thorough going over that that move of on on Dwayne's part, right yeah. in his notes. Which more and more, I'm now thinking it was a setup. Maybe. I mean, it had to be. The more you think about it, they'd have to be pretty stupid to let him do that again. They they forget there's HD cameras in the house. Well, they they forgot when Undertaker wore that shitty wig. I know. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Oh, wow, that was a bad one. I've worn wigs better than that, dressing up at Halloween. <laughs> I'm wearing a better wig than... Wait, no, what? <laughs> Cena it's go- called a merkin. It's a merkin. Cena goes on to say, if you beat me, I lose everything. If you're scared, you've lost your damn mind. At WrestleMania, I'm the son of a bitch who will make history by whooping the rock's ass. <laughs> he then jumps into the crowd and celebrates. 
and I was thinking the crowd wasn't as big, uh, wasn't as loud as you thought they would be for Cena, the hometown boy. Well, I, I was expecting them to be more um, against him, so I was surprised that he even got he even got a, a brief Cena Cena chant yeah. before it's drowned out by Rocky Rocky. Yeah, and then he jumped into a few people in the crowd. Which this guy that he I don't know if you noticed the guy that he kind of jumped into and put his arm around for the first group that he jumped on. Yeah, that guy gave the best promo of the night. He said, "Yeah, baby, right here, WrestleMania 28, April 1st in Miami. Yeah," and I was like, "Best mic work of all of the whole night." <laughs> Who's this guy in the crowd? He's better than Rock was. <laughs> Cena then, shit. Yeah, and Cena then crosses the ring. I immediately recognize his dad, John Senior. Senior, Cena, Senior, John Cena, Senior. That's that's tough to say. Yes, it is. And you know what else is tough is how ugly John Cena's wife is. Yeah, he could do better. God damn. I'm, I'm guessing childhood sweetheart. <laughs> I guess yeah. She's a token Boston chick. She's fucking ugly. Well, and it's good of her to have stayed with him after he smacked the gob on uh, Eve the other, the other week. It's true. It's good of him to stay with her when she's ugly. True. When he became John Cena and he stayed with her. That's true. Well, for now. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, John, I I, uh, I totally meant what I said. <laughs> Sorry. Your wife's, your wife's not the prettiest. I mean, you know as well as I do, John. We've all dated ugly women, and you know she's not that pretty when you're dating an ugly chick. She was a before Super Cena find. Yes. Now you need to find yourself a, a Lois Lane. <laughs> yes, or just be fucking Kelly Kelly. That's cool. As long as somebody's banging I, I'd her. Steal, I'd steal AJ off of uh, Daniel Bryan. That's fine. You can have AJ again. I'll take Kelly Kelly. I, uh, wow. I got distracted. What are we talking about again? Who are you? What? Who's this? Hello? What does this button do? <laughs> Kelly Kelly got brought up and now I'm all distracted. So basically, they then they show a quick little video clip that is uh, a rock concert and a Cena rap next week. What? I did not get that. I, I think I got Sky Sports. Okay, I, I must have watched mine on Sky Sports. Possibly, yeah. Well, basically, with the clip that I got, they basically said, next week on Raw, it's a rock concert with footage of The Rock playing his acoustic guitar on the stage. Okay. And then they say, and a Cena rap with footage of Cena rapping on the stage. Wasn't the last time they did a rock show a three-hour episode of Raw? Uh, probably. <coughs> I wasn't looking forward to this. I don't know whether that was... It's a pretty stupid commercial. If they're actually going to come out and play music next week, that's going to be terrible. Yes. Maybe Mick Foley can come out and uh, be the master of ceremonies. Yes. You mean you mean our boy Mick Foley? Indeed. Who appears weekly on this very podcast? He does. Of his own free will. Of his own free will. That's right. Well... That wraps up Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. It brings us only, was it 27? Yes, 27 short days away from WrestleMania 28. That's four weeks. we got four more editions of Monday Night Raw to lead us in to WrestleMania. Overall thoughts on Monday Night Raw this week, Reverend Fitzy. Um, now that you've gone through, I mean, I did like Santi Morella winning the belt because it was fun. Um, I think I enjoyed the tag match a bit more than you, but I did laugh that it was a tag match for the main event because I think I made some crack about Teddy Long and tag matches last week. Yes, yeah, I think you did. I, it was only missing him saying it to the crowd. I would have loved if he just came out, holla, holla, play it. <laughs> hey, player, we're going to put these four niggas together in a match. Tag match, uh, arbitrarily put together, holla, holla. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go backstage and uh, get Oksana to work me over. Um, but yeah, it was shit. Um, HBK coming out bored bored me to tears. Hate the fucker. Wanted to die. Um, 
it was also way too drawn out. And then The Rock's promos, like I said, the third one was terrible. And then when he came out on stage, uh, well, uh, in the ring rather, with with that bullshit about at the core of me is this. And he kept repeating that. At the core of me, I'm this. At the core of me. And he, he's doing that a lot in the last few weeks, is repeating himself and stumbling over his words. And he just doesn't... He feels he looks like a man who's been flustered by something. Like he's his feathers have been ruffled, and he hasn't quite gotten his groove back. I don't know if he's even capable of it anymore. No. Um, because I think he's constantly thinking of his movie career in the back of his mind, maybe, or like his his success outside, and he doesn't want to do anything that will rock the boat. <laughs> rock the boat. Pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I don't know. It's not working for me. I mean, Cena, that's three weeks in a row. The, the, the victory is not as clear-cut this week, but it still goes to Cena. Yeah, well, they gave it to Cena, though, because then they left Cena in the ring by himself. Yeah. So uh, if Cena would have left first and Rock would have stayed in the ring, then maybe Rock would have won. But you, but it's hard to say. That Rock, didn't happen last week when Cena left first. That's true. That's very, very true. Yeah, the Rock is... <coughs> He's lost it. We have a listener named Smithy who's a big Rock fan. He's going to hate to hear us say this, but Rock is past it. Yeah, on the mic anyway. He looked great in the ring at Survivor Series. Yeah, he really did. He looked he looked like a machine. He looked like an action figure. Like he's more physically fit now than he ever was in his run uh, during the Attitude Era. Yeah, but he's on his on mic work, which was half the battle, is weak. It is gone. Yeah, he still has the charisma. He just doesn't have the verbiage. No. <laughs> verbiage. No, he does not. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how, well, how would you rank Raw this week? Yeah, I'd give us six people's elbows out of 10. <laughs> that's that's going to be our that's our that's our scale, is it? Actually, no. Not that, let's try and think of something um six super kicks out of 10? Fuck you. Um six bro kicks. How about six Shockmasters out of ten? <laughs> six six Shockmasters out of ten. I like he that. Fell, he fell flat on his ass. He, he fell, fell on his, his fucking ass. He fucking fell. For those of you who haven't seen the Ringmaster footage, I showed one of my friends at work the other day. Take a look at that shit. That's like, that, that one was for my friend Aiden. He's been asking me to say that on the show for the last three weeks. He fucking fell. <laughs> fell flat on his fucking ass. In a fucking Stormtrooper helmet. Oh, it was brilliant. You know, that was, uh, wasn't that Tugboat? Tugboat. Yes. Tugboat, yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the shot, maybe we <laughs> What should... were they thinking? What were they thinking with that? Like, that, that helmet clearly <laughs> didn't have a strap. So if he'd gotten into the ring, that would have fallen off easily. Yeah. And he also... Was he going to was, was take that off in the ring and then people would just be like, oh, it's, it's Tugboat in a fur coat? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? That angle luckily oh. went nowhere. Well, God knows what where it would have gone had he not tripped up. I don't know. He tried to punch through drywall, ladies and gentlemen, but he didn't punch the bottom of the drywall. He couldn't see through the glittery stormtrooper mask, and he fell face first, causing British Bulldog to say he fell on his fucking face. I don't know. I've got that. I have the quote down. We watched it over and over. <laughs> the quote is. It's it, it is exactly as I said. He fell flat on his ass. He fell flat on his fucking ass. <laughs> That's great. I think we should shave. Well, I think we should save the fucking, but still. <laughs> I think we should save the Shockmaster reference. And on a week where there's sp- something really bad, really stupid happens, we can give them a Shockmaster award. <laughs> so, like this week's Shockmaster award goes to. Dexy. Oh, that's mean. I'm going to be seeing him later this evening, and I'm going to have to tell him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, he said to tell you you're a cunt. 
he took his ball and went home. I stopped talking to him when it stopped being fun. <laughs> <laughs> he started the fight and then didn't finish it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, wow. Um, was it? There's not many tribute oasis acts where the lead singer actually pretends to have the the lead singer's personality as well as look. That's impressive. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Stings. That's my co-host on Legend in My Spare Time, the other podcast available on this network, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, uh, you're giving Raw a seven whatevers. Uh, what? I mean, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, two by fours? I don't know. Seven hoes out of ten? <laughs> Six hoes out of ten. There Six we go. hoes out of ten. I'm going to give him a seven hoes out of ten. Okay. Um, there's a great t-shirt on a side note, available on barbershopwindow.com. It's a picture of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and it says, bros before hoes. Oh, nice. I uh, might have to buy that. Yeah, it's a great t-shirt. So yeah, it's, Fitzy gives it a six. I give it a seven. We'll do a couple of shout-outs. Listener Smithy, and uh, we also have to send a shout-out to Garrison, because Garrison found a wrestling figure I've been looking for for quite a while, which he will be sending to me. He's also sending me a Best in the World CM Punk t-shirt. No, with the white one or the new gray one? The white one. I have it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> your face. <laughs> your fa- I'm wearing a Nexus shirt right now. What's up now? <laughs> do something. Yeah, do something, bitch. <laughs> Here, you can listen to Smart Marks where you listen to two guys argue about what wrestling t-shirts they have. <laughs> we also need to send a big shout-out to your boy, Sam. Oh, yes. Very much so. Soon to be my boy, Sam. Sam has told me he's agreed that he's going to make us those Topps wrestling cards. Oh, sweet. He's going to make a Fitzy, and he's going to make a Matt Lee's. And he's fucking... That's that's a promise you can take to the bank, because he made me a CM Punk ice cream bar box. Which CM Punk held. Indeed. Yes. So, uh, our boy Sam... I don't know whether we should say his surname, so I won't until he tells me it's okay to do so. Okay. Sammy Boy is also... This Friday, he is going to be meeting... The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart. That's, I'm instantly jealous. Instantly jealous. And you know what else he's doing when he meets him on Friday? What? He's getting a Smart Marks promo. No way. He said he, he already tweeted Bret Hart and asked him, and Bret Hart tweeted back, yes. Sweet. So that, maybe maybe you get him to say that we our podcast is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Ooh. There you go. We'll leave that up to you, Sam. You are the creative one. You get him to say something cool into your iPhone, and then you send it over to us so that me and Fitzy can cry when we hear it. <laughs> Bask in your vicarious glory. That's right. So that means, in my book, Sam gets a shout out every week. He automatically earned it. Nice. Because the fact that he's willing to even try to ask Bret Hart to give us a promo, that's enough for me. Well, he's 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 fairly awesome all around. <laughs> yes, he seems like a great guy. He actually did email me from last week's show because I had said that Sam told me I was somebody who knew almost as not, as much about wrestling as him. <laughs> oh, that's a challenge. Well he, well, he corrected my sentence and said, just so I don't sound like a dickhead, you, I think you know as much about wrestling as I do. Oh, okay. So him and I are good boys, apparently. We're not going to be like you and Degs and bitch at each other. <laughs> Hey, I didn't start this shit. That's true, you I'm, didn't. I'm, all, I'm all about the loving. He's all about the man loving. Indeed. Yes, for those of you who aren't kept up, my co-host on Legend of My Spare Time and Degsy are, and uh, Fitzy here are scrapping with each other a little bit. A little bit of back and forth, but it may seem like Fitzy's won this one. I think I have quite. <laughs> I, I, it, if, we, if we were to have a match at WWE 12 now, it would be a squash match. It would be a dark match. Yes, it I would think. be. It was it was leading up, and then he just killed him momentum by taking his ball and going home. Yes. Well, maybe he's gonna maybe he's gonna strike back. I'll find out tonight when we record the other podcast that we do. 
Fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out how he feels about this. Because I know at one point he messaged me to say, make sure Fitzy knows I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I was like, listen, bro, you need to remember that. Because if either of you guys gets your feelings hurt, I'll slap a motherfucker. Because <laughs> I'm cool with people, you know, taking shots at each other. Let's be mean to each other on Facebook. But you don't get to be pussy hurt after that. Well, I'm I'm not. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't say you were, Fitzy. I'm I'm blanketing the statement so that I'm not taking sides here. You know what I mean? You're being very diplomatic. Thank you very much. I am being very <laughs> diplomatic. Diplomatic community. <laughs> what's, what's that from? I don't even know what that's from now. Um, diplomats? Uh, um, their immunity? Possibly. I think Kevin Smith does it. Okay. Uh, never mind. Fuck that it's guy. He doesn't need any plugs from us. Yeah. Fuck him. Uh, if you would like to play us on WWE 12, Oh, one word, but it's P-H-I-T-Z, like a glove. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Well, it was a was it necessity is the mother of invention because Fitzy was taken. <laughs> Motherfuckers. I know. So those are our PlayStation tags if you'd like to add us to play WWE 12, which, by the way, I'll whoop all your asses. You will whip my ass at WWE 12. I would like to try, um, try your hand at FIFA sometime. Yeah, you'll probably whoop me at FIFA. <laughs> Yeah, what, I will. What year, not, of, what year of FIFA do you have? Oh, 12. I always get the first one within the first week. Oh, I only have nine. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you'll need to get on that shit. I'm old. That's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> she said I'm old school. Um, well, okay. So, Fitzy, where else can they find you in the wonderful world of the interwebs? If, um, they're, if this isn't enough for them and they want to hear you, where do they go? They're insatiable for a bit of Fitzy. Um, I'm, I also do a podcast with um, Aaron Poole on hello, hello. a site called Fred.com <laughs> uh, called Cabin Fever. I'm sure they know. I, I hate selling myself. <laughs> but yeah, you can go to a site called Fred.com. Because if you're listening to this, you're already listening to our network. Indeed. And that's right. It's four shows, so I'm allowed to call it a network. Fuck you. Absolutely. That's right. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the setup, I have to say. Well, thank you very much. And it's nice in this room, isn't it? Our studios are lovely, aren't they, Fitzy? <laughs> they are. <They're> plush. <laughs> That's right. So, yes, you can join us on Smart Marks every week as we get closer and closer to WrestleMania. We will also soon start doing various pay-per-view reviews and things like that. In fact, if you would like to do a in my podcast, we'll make sure we watch it and we'll have you on the show with us. Also, if it's an older area in which we could legally acquire said pay-per-view. Uh, tell it to us. That's correct. Or- <laughs> Way to shit on him. Download the show. Kidding. I take that back, Vince. Please don't. You're making the joint. Gross me out now. And on the Gilded Stage, which is independent music, independent bands, recorded by sound engineer Steve LaDuke and good friend of mine. You can also hear this fucking show right here, Smart Marks, the only pro. And you can hear me and Degsy, which is Fitzy's boy. Degsy and Fitzy absolutely love each other. You can hear him on Legend in My Spare Time every week. Any closing thoughts, regards, remarks, Mr. Fitzy? Um, regards what? Wrestling. <laughs> yes, Wrestling Degsy. Well, maybe, maybe we'll be able to get our, our, our WWE 12 game on. That's right. I'm going to make a Degsy. Co- keep telling you, just look up the created um, character list online and there'll be, there's bound to be a Gallagher there. Yes, and then we'll pop him in there. We'll give him an entrance theme and then you can beat the shit out of him on WWE 12. Indeed. Excellent. Well, folks, we will see you all next week when we want just a few short weeks away from WrestleMania 28. Uh, do we run the card briefly? I don't think we did that yet, did we? I hope we're not um, offending any SmackDown fans. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're that big of a SmackDown fan, 
Mm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, basically, it's hard for us. I'll tell you why. SmackDown, for those of you at home, is pre-recorded on a Tuesday. So... If we recorded after SmackDown was on, we wouldn't post the show until Saturday. And that means that two days later, there's a Raw, and we're already a week behind. But I, I watch it over maybe five or six parts, usually. Right. You know, because it's hard to sustain the interest. So I guess or, what, or, well, what we could I'll do is... it won't go, and it'll take me 30 minutes. Yeah, fast forward. Yeah. I guess what we could do is we could, we could start reviewing the SmackDown from the Friday, and then the Raw from the following Monday. Yeah, that could work. Uh, and then sort of, yeah, we could do it that way. I'll think about it. I'll decide how much I really want to watch SmackDown. <laughs> but our intro does say reviews from Raw and SmackDown. Indeed. So maybe we should uh, try try to be more uh, well-rounded. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Well, I think it's better if we do from the Friday prior as opposed to the one that was recorded. Yeah. Because um, then we're not spoiling anything for anyone, and they're not calling us names. Of course, or ourselves, because I, I w- at least would rather watch it than read about it. Well, see, I, re- I just read SmackDown results every week. Okay. I don't give a fuck. But uh, don't worry. We will straight up gangster. Straight up gangster. We will start reviewing SmackDown, I suppose, because we want to be, you know, overall. We want to be completist here, don't we? And if you're looking for TNA, fuck off. <laughs> and if you're looking for a Ring of Honor, I don't know anything about it, really. Well, fuck off anyway, then. Okay. <laughs> so WrestleMania 28 is Sunday, May the first. We have, of course, John Cena taking on The Rock. What else do we have? Fitz. What? What did I I say? John Cena and The Rock are fighting? Yeah, didn't you know that? It's the main event. Jeez, they're really keeping that close to the chest. Yeah, man. They've been planning it for years. There's a very funny um, Twitter account that Aaron turned me on to recently. What's it called? Uh, Oh, yeah. WWE Creative. Oh, I have that one. I'm following them, yes. Yeah, I thought it was funny. The cruise control. It's not about picking up new passengers. It's more about keeping the ones you already have on the way. (laughs) (laughs) They got some good stuff on there. They do. But, um... Yeah, we've also got D. Broy versus my man Seamus. Your man Seamus is going to bring home the gold? I'm not so sure. Um, hopefully, but Daniel Bryan um, is as worthy a uh, world heavyweight champion as anyone. I mean, he's fucking great in the ring. Um, I could hear less about his veganism. Um, but, or, or another, I'm going off on tangents, but another WWE creative one was the, uh, the, the Daniel Bryan eight ball with such diverse answers as yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Very nice. Also yep. at WrestleMania, WWE champion CM Punk defends against Y2J Chris Jericho. And my, my man Punk must win. Must 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 there's, there's no way there's no way he'll lose when Jericho's going uh, going on his tour over the summer yeah let's hope not anyway uh, yeah. they could do the reversal where Jericho wins at Mania and the next night loses it back to Punk on Raw yeah maybe mm, they've done some shit like that before I know they well they they I've never seen the reversal, but uh, my favorite night after Raw, well, uh, night, well, night after WrestleMania, Raw was um, right after my favorite uh, pay per view of all time was the Raw after WrestleMania 17, where Triple H, you found that he was part of the turn as well. Oh, right, right. Where it was like a cage match between Rock and Austin, and Triple H was all pissed off that he hadn't been uh, let in, you know, mate, gotten involved. Uh, he hadn't been told about it, and then you'd find out that he did all along, and it was awesome. Awesome. This one's not going to be as awesome. No, <laughs> no. Well, take it in fairness. I'm not going to. I'm not going to hate on WrestleMania 28 for not being as good as WrestleMania 17, because that would be an unfair bar to uh, 
that'd be an unfair uh, comparison to make with any pay-per-view. Yeah, it'd be like comparing any Royal Rumble to the 1992 Royal Rumble. Or anything to winning a billion dollars. <laughs> yes, completely agree. Uh, what, yeah. other, what other matches have they confirmed for Mania? Um, Undertaker, Triple H. Hell in a cell. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting to emphasize that part with uh, with uh, some dickhead as a referee. Um, that would be the greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels, the showstopper, the heartbreak kid, the the the, the tin champion, Mister WrestleMania. When everyone jumped ship, he he was the the only one that stayed around. Is it? You're Ted hurt. Turner didn't want him. You're hurting my feelings. You made my feelings sad. Um, they've also got the Intercontinental Championship as Big Show, not a chance, challenges Cody Rhodes. It's, which is my favorite belt at the moment because it's just so damn pretty. Yeah, it's the only pretty belt, to be fair. And it actually works as a fashion accessory for Rhodes because of his white attire. Yes, yes, very well done. I would have preferred Goldust versus Cody Rhodes. This is what they were talking about at one point. Yeah, you wonder what happened there. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, uh, who knows? It's Speculation is bad for us. Maybe Ronald is back on the fucking snuff. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, is there, have they confirmed, jo- uh, Ran- have they confirmed Randy Orton versus Kane? Um, as much as I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what else are they going to do? Yes. Yeah, or so, gets Miz. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So speculation states that Kane will take on Randy Orton. Speculation also states they are setting up Eve versus Kelly Kelly, which means the Divas title will not be at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then I hope they set up something for Santino and let him defend the U.S. title at WrestleMania against the Great Kelly, maybe. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, I'm not excited anymore. You just killed it. <laughs> That's actually, geez, that could be a good, uh, you know, technique to last longer during sex. Just think of the great Kali. <laughs> I'll try it when I'm with Degs's mum. <laughs> oh, I'm totally gonna and take the that out. Board is smashed. <laughs> I'm gonna take that out. I'm not gonna leave that in. Maybe, maybe you should do that mum joke. <laughs> <laughs> you must keep it in. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Smart Marks. We're going to cut it off so that Fitzy can go to school and that I can go back to watching comic book men. Hooray! Hooray, huzzah. Did you hear Walt Flanagan was on Misinfo this week? Uh, Well, I couldn't have not because Zach talked about it so often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. All right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us once again. Legend in my podcast at gmail.com to pick your pay-per-view you want to review with us. Twitter is at Legend Podcast. You can find Fitzy on a site called Fred.com for Cabin Fever. By the way, if you ever talk to Ken again, can you please tell him to get back on Snidecast? What the fuck? Uh, I'll do my best. I miss me some... to, He's a hard man to get a hold of. I miss me some Snidecast. As do we all. And when you tell him, just be like Matt Lee says, and he'll be like, who? <laughs> like, don't worry about it. He says, "Bring back the Snidecast." No, it'll be more like who, as in he'll be he'll be so shocked that it's actually you. It's true. He'll be like, "Oh, that boy, Matt Lee's. I love Matt Lee's." Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> the legend in his spare time, Matt Lee's. <laughs> That's the one. Legend in his own mind, Matt Lee's. What? <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all indeed? Well, that's a great place to end. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Me and Fitzy will see you next week on Smart Marks. I wish we had a cool ending. We don't. We could steal JJ's and say yoinks and away. For this week only, we are going to steal JJ's. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, yoinks, yoinks and away. Edging in my spare time. Motherfucker.